Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. With Jamie and Jeff, I'm Chuck. Yates Flooring Center chat line is open. Uh, we get this, get uh, kind of one, uh, one uh-oh. Morning, fellas. Couldn't sleep. Going to be a day. Let's start it right. Yeah, I, I woke up in the middle of the night, too, and just, you know, tossed for a second or two and then woke up a little bit later and tossed for a second or two. So, yeah, I, I, not, uh, I, didn't, I was able to get back to sleep, but I, I feel you. Uh, baseball today. It's a 1 o'clock first pitch, 1230 broadcast time for Texas Tech and Western Illinois. We'll have it on both. Double T ninety seven three and one hundred point seven the score again first pitch at one the second game to follow is that a hard start at four o'clock like so if no. you're no it, it it'll be thirty to forty five minutes after the first game okay and but I mean like if the first game goes really really fast it'll start early it'll start early okay yep okay um, so then you'll have uh, you know basically you've got uh, baseball from about one o'clock till. I don't know, seven, seven thirty, eight o'clock tonight, roughly. Um, so that'll be that'll be fun over at Rip Griffin Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have Lubbock Cooper girls basketball tonight. They take on Colleyville Heritage. That'll be at six o'clock this evening on one hundred point seven score. So uh, look forward to uh, look forward to that as uh, they potentially could meet up with Monterey, who uh, take on Manfield uh, Timber Ridge. Mm-hmm. And uh, that would be that'd be uh, that'd be quite the little matchup there, wouldn't it? A couple of uh, Lubbock schools but vying for the right to go to state. And uh, like you said yesterday, Cooper has a win over Monterey, but Monterey was missing a key player for that game. Correct. Aliyah Chavez was not mm-hmm. uh, was not in the lineup for that game. So that's uh, that's your lineup for today. Tomorrow we'll have Texas Tech men's basketball from here in Lubbock at United Supermarkets Arena. It's a big one. With TCU coming to town, Red Raiders still playing for uh, a tournament berth. Uh, basically, they need they need as many as they can get between now and the Big Twelve tournament. They have three left. If you got all three, then I think you could lock them into the field of sixty-eight. Oh, no question. You know, yeah. um, you win two out of three. I think you're in pretty good shape um, going into the Big Twelve tournament. Depending on uh, who you would have to face in that uh, first round, I don't. I don't think you could lose that first round game and uh, I think you'd be on the bubble you'd have to probably hope that there's not some bid stealers um, we'll have Lady Raider basketball on the air tomorrow from Waco final time for the Farrell Center uh, for the ladies as they take on a, a Baylor team that's coming off of a loss Lady Raiders coming off of a double overtime win over um, West Virginia the other night 4.30 tomorrow on 107.7 Yes FM 5 o'clock for the tip, and then we'll have uh, Big Ten basketball, and then future Big Twelve member Gonzaga. Maybe, okay. maybe, maybe for future Big Twelve member. That's that, there's not that that fire seems to be dwindling. Don't seem to hear as much about that. Maybe that was just maybe that was just kind of a fact finding mission for Brett Yormark and his troops with uh, Gonzaga. But we'll have uh, Indiana at Purdue, and then St. Mary's at Gonzaga tomorrow night. On the one hundred point seven, the score. All right, so that's kind of your your lineup. Yesterday, 
on the uh, girls' side, TAPS State Championship, uh, Lubbock Christian beat Rose Hill Christian 57-52. to 52. Okay. Good game. That's a good game. For a state championship mm-hmm. game. Yep. Uh, also, yesterday, a new home with a win over Sterling City, 72-41. Lorenzo beat Wood Harrell, 67-57. This is boys' play. And Whiteface over Spur, 62-40. Okay, so that's among the games from uh, from yesterday. Uh, so um, congrats to, uh, to them that uh, won and move on. And uh, it's always that... It, it's so interesting, you know, when you, well, I don't care what the level is, high school or college, but that when you're in the tournament, there's that anticipation of maybe we can get on a run, maybe we can win a couple of games here, maybe we can kind of get to the promised land. But then when you lose, it's just like everything ends. It's like sudden death. You know, you pack up your stuff and you go home. Goes away in a hurry, man. It does. It goes. Mm-hmm. It goes away in a hurry. And, it's, and I bet it's especially that way when you're a high school senior. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. So, uh, you know, if you hopefully, and for the moms and dads too, uh, mm-hmm. who who have kind of lived that life for the past, you know, three to four years, um, and it's like, okay, Tuesdays and Fridays are high school hoops. Then all of a sudden you're like, oh, now what do we do? Now what do, we, now what do we do, Joan? What are we going to do now? I was, I was just talking to one of my uncles this week, and he was telling me he, he had a daughter and two boys that were athletes, and he's like, uh, the day that the youngest one, you know, stopped, played his last baseball game, he said, I didn't know what to do with my life. He, said, he was divorced. He said, I stumbled around. I was like, what do I do with myself now? I have, What, what do I do for entertainment? <laughs> You go watch somebody else's kid. But it's I not, guess so. It's just not the same. You wait for your grandkids, I guess. Yeah, it's just it's just not it's just not the same. So I bet it is with your grandkids. Yeah, I mean we're yeah we're we're almost there. I mean the oldest he does some karate stuff, and which is exciting to watch and see. And and um, but in terms of you know team competition, we haven't seen that yet. That'd be fun to watch though. The karate, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean the the things that they have to learn and the the kata and. Um, sparring and, and stuff like that. So um, it's uh, it's interesting. Kata. The kata is like this. Jeff Hexton caught a baseball up in the booth one time. I know. I know he did. I don't have a t-shirt to <laughs> prove it, though. Where's, where's the drumstick? Where's my... Where's my but I'm Jeff. You know, it's a little... He's delayed. I it. don't have one of those. <laughs> That's not anything we've ever used. Like, ever. Because neither this, one of our jokes are ever good enough, This, this show's just not as highly produced as your, as, your other, as your other family show that you do from one until three. Really? That's, that's family just, show. That's your other family, you know, that you... I don't know. I think this is more of a family show than that one. You think so? I think you just... I think you kind of play to whomever you're with, you know. It's like, oh, yeah, Clint, yeah, yeah. But anyway... Oh, Not as highly ins- produced as the insult- show later. Now I've insulted Jeff McCoy. <laughs> you have. I, I don't mean to have insulted you, but I seemingly seemingly have. Go find your new producer then. <laughs> yeah, go, go find myself a new producer. That's uh, it's not uh, it's not part of my that that would be outside of the lines for me. So, uh, Western Illinois, um, how how do you if you're Coach Tadlock? I mean, is, is there a, do you think there's a conversation with his squad? It's like. 
hey, look, I know they're not in the Big 12. I know that they've got a directional name in front of them, but they've got kids on scholarship too. Is that kind of part of the conversation? Or we're going we're gonna to treat them just like we're going to treat somebody else, even though in the back of everybody's minds, like, man, we should wax these guys. How do you do that? Uh, I think you basically say, hey, um, we're playing in a major league ballpark next weekend, and the guys that perform this weekend are probably going to be the ones that are going to get to play next weekend against much tougher competition. So you want to go play against the Aggies or um, or Michigan or Rice in a big league ballpark, you better perform. So, uh, I mean, it's as simple as that. I mean, you, you do what you can to help the team win, but if, if you're – Taking this lightly, and you're not—you uh, don't play well this weekend. You're—you're you're probably going to lose innings or at bats or whatever. Or opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean that—that that would be motivating. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially if you're, because I think everybody would like to play in a big league ballpark, right? I would guess so. I mean, they would like to do more than just take BP or you know snag some, snag some flares out in the outfield. Mm-hmm. You know, or run the run between the two foul poles or whatever it is that they're that they're that they're gonna that they're gonna do. Um, is there anybody in particular that you that you've got your eye on this weekend? It's like I'm curious how he does in back to back weekends or I'm curious as to how he does in his first start, whether it's Tabor Fast or somebody like that. Well I think that's a good answer and Tabor Fast. Yeah I think that's a good answer. Um, I, I'm I'm definitely so guys that I want to see more from or would like to see bounce back or whatever, I mean, I think top of the list would be Owen Washburn. He took the O for last weekend, and uh, you've heard me say before, I think Owen's uber talented. So um, that would be a big bat to get going in your lineup. And then um, Hudson beyond, White? Yeah, a little bit, but Hudson kind of got it going. Okay. I guess um, I don't find myself being worried at all. And I, I don't know that I'm worried about Owen. He did – you know, struggle to finish the year. So just want to see him get going again. But And then the other two starters who moved out of the, the starting role and moved into the bullpen, both Trendon Parrish and um, Kyle Robinson. I'd, li- I'd like to see how they look out of the bullpen and let's see if they, you know, still confident guys and, and will they be a bigger factor there than they were in the rotation this past week. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Coming up at 7, we will preview Texas Tech basketball as Red Raiders are in action tomorrow against TCU. Continue our baseball discussion as well. At 6.45 this morning, it's this day in sports history. I have a feeling that we're going to hear that uh, numerous times today. <laughs> yes, I think so. Only when we get it right. Yeah. Uh, Shelly says this. A lot of high school moms named Joan these days. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Uh, what what are the, like that? You're around the high school moms. What are the what are the what is your what is your your high school mom friends' names? I don't. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> you don't know? I don't know. Do you call them like Mrs. So-and-so or, or do you? Um, I don't call like them. And, and one. And one. Yeah. I don't really call them you don't, much. Okay. Oh, I just, when you're like at the tennis court or you're, you know, at the basketball games or something like that. I think, 
come up next to you and want to know what's going on, you know, with their kid? Because you, you've got all the insight, right? I, yeah, I don't know about all that. Um, I don't, I don't know. I guess I just don't know a lot of names. Okay. Yeah. You just kind of know them by, hey, they're so and so. I know the husbands, I guess. You know the husbands. Or Please. you'll say, that's, uh, like you'll say the daughter's name, her mom. Yes, that's that's really what it goes to. I mean, you'll say, that. see like, that girl down there, number six? Yeah. That's her mom over there. Number seven, say, that's her mom over there. And I'll say to my daughter, I talked to Susie's mom. Yeah, right, right. Abby's mom. Or, sure. Yeah, yeah whatever. That makes, that makes sense. Yeah, you, you find that a lot of times it's like the guys, just like a middle school dance. Right, the guys. And the guys hang, hang out together, yeah. and then the wives are in a different area. Right. No, my, I, my daughter calls it the boy band. The boy band. You <laughs> she guys calls are all... us a mem- members of the the boy band. Oh, you guys, all you basketball guys that are together. Now you're now you're with the track guys a little bit too. Yeah, I don't really they're... know any of the track people, so yeah, I just I'm by myself. No, but which, which yeah. is, I mean, that's that's as comfortable as you get is when you're uh, in the stands by yourself, right? Man, last Friday night it was so cold. I just I just walked the whole time. I just kept walking. Wow. It was so cold. I didn't want to sit down. I don't blame you. I just kept walking. I think uh, I got more exercise than she did at the track meet. <laughs> hey, um, I'm sure you saw this, and, and I'm sure others saw it too, but man, it just uh, it, it, it fires me up when I see this stuff. But they released some new kind of um, graphics or images or kind of let you kind of dream a little bit about what the new South End Zone project is going to look like uh, for the the future of Texas Tech football. Did you see some of these pictures of what this thing's going to? I did. I mean, mm-hmm. it makes you makes you wonder if anybody can. It's so beautiful. Can anybody get any work done there? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Sure. I you know, it's so. like some sometimes things are sometimes things are too comfortable. It's like, hey, we need to make this a little more uncomfortable like the chairs or you know the office space or something like that so that you're not just kind of wanting to hang around but i mean the the weight room the locker room they're going to have a field where they can i guess they have a big screen up where you can kind of emulate or simulate your opponent and how those how it's going to work I'm, I'm real curious to see the to see the technology on that, um, but that that seems. Uh, I mean, I mean they're spending a hell of a lot of money um, to make this all happen. So it's uh, it's going to be crazy. I'm also curious as to where what's what's because I talked to a couple of guys yesterday. We were having lunch, and some of the thought is is that maybe some some portion of the south end zone will have. Uh, bleachers in it or something um, next year. So I I don't know how much they're going to be able to use, if any, of the south end zone. Because, I mean, obviously you've got a big, huge infrastructure that's got to take place. And they're still digging stuff out over there. Um, but I'm just curious as to, like, where's the band going to be next year? And, you know, how, will there be any seating available, you know, in the in the south end zone next year? Mm-hmm. Uh, because at some point in time, it's going to be like baseball. Okay, you got to shut it down. We know they're going to put in a new field. And so that that in and of itself is a process because of the layering of just the, the rock and the crushed up tire and probably, probably have to go in and 
reshape the field. It's not level. It's it's you know it's you know, it's got a, a mound on it, so to speak, going down the middle. Um, it's curved, uh, beveled, or however you want to however you want to term that. Uh, and that will take that will obviously take some time. The other thing that is has undisclosed yet is where are they going to do the spring game? Mm-hmm. You know, is that going to be in town? Is that going to be in Midland? Is that going to be at the Star? Is that going to be Canyon? I mean, hell, I don't know. I heard it's going to be in your backyard. I don't have any like, grass. That'd be a problem. Be a problem. Well, a problem. we play on turf anyway, so we just got to roll it out. Yeah, that'd be a problem. The cover for the pool is going to be interesting, though. Uh-huh, yeah. Make, make sure the bell's ready. Bell will be ready. If those offensive linemen want some ice cream, they go over and ring the bell. They'll be... There'll be fudge sickles all around, man. Be, we'll have a freezer full of them. Um, but anyway, I just thought it was really, really cool. Uh, and they've raised eighty-seven million out of a hundred, and I guess the other hundred will be funded with folks that are paying for the suites and seats and things along those lines. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, um, it's going to be a over three hundred thousand combined square feet. Um, so it's it's going to be spectacular when it's all said and done. So our expectations are going to go through the roof for that thing. You know, it's like we're going to have this nice a place. Y'all better play pretty good on it, right? Yeah, we'd like we'd like to see you win games. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the whole mm-hmm. that's that's kind of the whole part of it. Although it does make you wonder as we're as we're kind of going through this process of upgrading facilities, which they have in in a lot of different sports, and and some you'd say well. I'd, I'd sure like to have more, you know. I'd, I'd like to have more that, with this sport or more with this sport. But I, I wonder, as you're moving forward with name, image, and likeness, how much facilities and school play a role for a student-athlete coming to your school versus how much you're paying them or how much they're getting or how much they're – what they could potentially get off of it. Hmm. You know, what? what's the – What's the new, what's the new bell cow, so to speak, in terms of, because it was at one point in time facilities, right? Now you got my mind wondering, Chuck. Now some of our richest alumni might start being our current basketball players. Could <laughs> our current basketball players donate and be like? Um, you know the sweet holder Timmy. No, the Timmy Smith, <laughs> the Timmy Smith weight room <laughs> guys that were actually on the team. Uh, Timmy Smith's a bad name because he actually bad. was John Smith. Yeah, there's the John Smith. Smith weight room, the one that he's working out in because he's a current player. Oh, gotcha. Right, could he <laughs> could fund, just, fund it himself? Could they, yeah. That's a, that's funny, but I mean, price and price and truth of that. Yeah, I, I went ahead and I just uh, I bought a hot tub for the team. Okay? Yeah, I just so took my nil money and that's the Jamie Lynn hot tub. When I want to use it, I get to use it. Otherwise, y'all can use it the rest of the time. But hey, that's my hot tub. I yeah. put it in there, mm-hmm. so it's for me. It's for me to use whenever I whenever I need it. Yeah, I don't. You don't know the answer. I, I, nobody knows the answer to that question. I just. I, I, that that is that is kind of a future question though that you kind of have to wonder about and go okay because it's always interesting the to be, price of the, the price of doing business in college football is just astronomical isn't it yes it is and I mean you really with the money that's being put into these athletes for basketball I think you'd say the same thing with basketball 
Yes. Yeah, I know. And it's it's astronomical. And you're bringing in large, large amounts of money with it, too. Mm-hmm. But, man, you can't be half in on football. No, you 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 got to be yeah. all the way in, or yeah. or you get left behind. Were you were you with me the other day? I can't remember if you were with me or if Matt was with me. We were talking about like the difference between the the Big Ten and the SEC money, and like everybody else could could be as much as thirty million dollars a school. Yeah, it's a big difference. It's a big it's 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 massive. Mm-hmm. Yet we as fans, our expectations are. Well, you're just supposed to go compete with those SEC schools or those Big Ten schools. I don't, I don't, that's a you problem. No, it's kind of a all of our problem. But I mean, when you peel back the onion just a little bit and go, yeah, but, but that's not, that's not new, right? I mean, we've been competing in a conference where Texas has more money than no, us. No, it's, you it's, know, it's, and, or Oklahoma has way more money than us for, for years and years and years. And we've, we've always been in athletic department. It feels like that, you know, it's kind of chip on their shoulder. Yeah. Others have had more. That's a fair point. It just yeah. seems like the number is getting more massive. The gap is increasing. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. 7.31 this morning here on the Morning Drive. South End Zone, Chuck's brain isn't producing highly today. You could still say end zone in a basketball arena. South End. I could say South End. Yeah. South End. So it's okay. We know, it, to me, it's a descriptive term that descriptive helps, term. helps uh, you, everyone know what you're talking about. Paint the picture, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Somebody says their son is already camping out at the uh, United Supermarket Arena grounds. Okay. Be uh, up front and I bet you that was cold last night. I bet it was a little bit chilly. But yeah. it's chilly right now. I bet too. it's chilly right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, your question of the day, sir. Okay. My question for you today, and you have a couple different <clears throat> ways that you can answer this. Oh, beautiful. This comes from our conversation earlier today when we had the greats of the greats all sitting together and doing one show. Okay. Okay. The greats, the greats of the, of the great. greats. It was Jensen and... Haxton. And Haxton and Harris and Level and Finkner. Okay. okay. We had them all sitting there together. What about you? Are you in that group? I'm not. Okay. I didn't include you and I. Okay. We're just, oh, we're all right. I mean, we're just the sidekicks. We're, just, we're yeah. sidekicks. Yeah, no, we get it. We understand the role. Yes. Okay. Um, if you could pick any broadcaster in the history of ever mm-hmm. to like come broadcast your game, or your kid's game, or a Red Raider game. Mm. What broadcaster, what sport? Okay, so for football, it would be Dick Enberg. I'd, I'd love Dick Enberg. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he, he, and he was well-rounded. He could do football, baseball, basketball. And he, and he did. He did do football, baseball, basketball. So um, for me, I will say... Dick Enberg. Jeff? I wonder how many people would say, I'd love to hear Jeff Haxton call one of my kids home runs. Oh, I think there'd be a, a, a lot of people. 100%. That, that's I an easier question. Yeah. yeah, I think people would love that. Yeah. Um, man, there's so many good ones to do, um, but it would be so different than what we're used to. 
Like yes. Vin Scully doing tech baseball mm-hmm. would be awesome, but mm-hmm. completely different than how Haxton does it. Like a hundred percent. Um, what's well, kind of an it's an art, and everybody's got their own style. I mean, I'd listen to Brad Shamry. I, I listen to the the Cotton Bowl with Brad Sham, no matter who's playing, because he's calling a game. Yeah, I, lo- I love listening to Brad Sham. I agree. Um, so it'd be hard not to do Brad Sham doing, and you'd need Brad to hang out with the team and the fan base for a while to truly get the full Brad Sham mm-hmm. experience with the Red Raider fans, because he would say exactly what we were thinking. But he's got to be around us enough to know what we were thinking. So we'd have to have Brad for like a year. I'd be okay with that. Brad Sham calling the Red Raiders for a year? That'd be fun. That'd be super fun. Yeah. Um, I don't know that everybody would like my answer, but I'm going to give an honest answer. I would love to hear John Sterling of the Yankees finish off a game and say, Red Raiders win! Red Raiders win! That'd be cool. That'd be cool. He's got his... his signature and he's got his uh he's got his you know cadence that he like that he does I, I i enjoy john sterling yeah i would think that would be really cool to hear john madden doing peewee football that might be the best <laughs> answer ever that's off the yates yates center for the yates flooring center chat like what about that's like fantastic. um yeah that's good what about like howard cosell i mean with his cadence and all that doing you know, a little league game of some sort. See, I loved, and, yeah, I loved Howard Cosell on Monday Night Football. I did not like him on baseball. Okay, o- only because, and part of it, there's a bias. Part of it was because of how he portrayed my hometown and the Royals uh, in those in those Yankee series in the '70s. Um, you know, Howard was uh, somewhat disparaging, and sometimes it was sometimes the truth hurts, right? Um, you know he, uh, but he he was always he told you what he thought without a question. How would Coast sell? Yeah, Jamie, let me tell you about the Red Raiders. Here's why they're not playing well. They're not a team that is one that is cohesive. Their capacity to understand the game plan and uh, put together a full 40 minutes of basketball is just not within their skill set. <laughs> I mean, and he, he would always use, he was very well educated, and he would use words that you never heard another sportscaster say. So he stood out. Mm-hmm. He stood out in that. And, uh, you know, Frank Gifford was perfect for him and, and, and Don Meredith as well. I mean, the they were. It was. A, it was a show. Yeah. Uh, I, I liked Enberg with Merlin Olson. Um, and and uh, in terms of basketball, I was trying to. Th- I, it's funny that you pick the national guys, where Jeff and I are more, uh, you know, Homer guys. Like for example, Sham. Right. I, I mean, you can tell he's a Cowboys fan. Sure. You know, and he shows his frustration as it, and his excitement. Or Eric Nadell, same thing. I, I think, but you're more of a national guy than. Than we are. Maybe that's just because uh, the Ranger and Cowboys guys, Nadell and Sham, are way better than anything you had in Kansas City. I'm just kidding. No, no. I, I, I listen. I. But I, I think those two guys are pretty I, good. I love Brad. I love listening to Brad Sham. Uh, I love listening to him on a college game. You know, it's. Uh, you know, it's funny. I was. I think it was the Cotton Bowl that he was doing this year, and his partner. 
uh, he said something along the lines of how it was warm inside of uh, Jerry's place. And, uh, and Brad's, uh, I've been here a time or two, and it does get a little warm sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, he never said, yeah, I've been here, you know, all 20 years that this place has been open, and it gets warm here. And he just said, I've been here a time or two. And so if you're like a longtime Brad Sham listener, you know, oh, man, that was, that was really funny. Sure. You know, that was, that was, really, that was really funny. Um, I'm trying to think on a, from a basketball standpoint um, who I would want with. I, I, you know, I liked Musburger with Billy Packer. I, I mean, they were, they were really good together, and he just kind of talked his way out of a job uh, there with CBS. And he was, he was great at the anchor desk, too, on the NFL today. I mean, he, he just he looked the part. Um, you know, and I think some would say from a college football standpoint, just on a national basis, uh, how you could not go wrong with Keith Jackson. Yeah. You know, it'd be fun to hear him call a Red Raider game. Andrew says the Manning cast with kids soccer. Goodness gracious, that would be a riot. An absolute riot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, somebody had brought up Keith Jackson on the yep. Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, somebody says uh, Harry Carey sitting next to JL in the press box just to see Jamie cringe. <laughs> yeah, right. drinking a Budweiser, right? I was with me. 100%. I've told you my Harry Carey story before, right? I waited in line for two hours for a Harry Carey autograph and um, this Cubs convention thing in Chicago. And uh, Harry never showed. And after two hours, they came out and told us that um, uh, Harry's under the weather today. He will be unable to come out and sign autographs. And when we had rolled into the hotel the night before, pretty late, past midnight, Harry was still in the bar when we walked through and gotcha. headed to our room. And so Harry was, I would guess, pretty hungover and he was not getting up. Not so available. I got up early to wait in line, and that was a waste of my time. I, you know, while I enjoyed Vin Scully, I never really, to me, he was always too waxing for me. Hmm. I, I, I enjoy, like, if, if you if you gave me a, a radio and said Nadell or Vin Scully, I think I would choose. I know I would choose Nadell. Oh man, you just can't go wrong either way. Yeah, they're just different. But I loved them both. I didn't. I didn't think. I I didn't think um, Scully waxed too much. Okay. I mean, yeah, I, just, yeah. I mean, he was. I thought he was good. I just. Yep. I, I I was. I just never fell over for mm-hmm. for him. I mean, that's. Yep. I I liked him. Uh, I liked him on the, the game of the week, but I would like a Lady Raider broadcast with Chuck and Bill Walton. I'd love to do one with him. <laughs> I would love to do a basketball game with Bill Walton. <laughs> I think that would be awesome. I thought that was going to. I thought. Or how about potential... Chuck and Euchre in a baseball booth? You know who I loved in the baseball booth was <laughs> Joe Garagiola and Tony Kubek. They were they were really good, and Kurt Gowdy. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Tech Tech Softball splits day one of the Mary Nutter Classic. The Red Raiders rallied from behind in the top of the seventh to down Cal Poly 3-2 before falling to UC Riverside 6-4 in extra innings. Next up, Tech returns to action today in day two of the event, 12-30 First pitch against the Utes of Utah. 
All right, high school basketball, big games today at uh, 4 o'clock. Monterey and Mansfield Timberview will play. Tonight at 6 on 100.7, the score. After that game, Lubbock Cooper Pirates and Colleyville Heritage will tip off. We'll have it uh, with the tip tonight at 6 o'clock. As far as uh, boys' games are concerned, Monterey and El Paso Andrus play at 4.30. Friendship takes on Fort Worth Chisholm Trail tonight at 6, and we'll have that for you on Sunny 97.7. Estacado meets Decatur tonight. That'll be at 6. In the uh, TAPS tournament, Trinity Christian versus McKinney Christian, and also uh, the... uh, well, the state championship girls were decided yesterday. Both the uh, Lubbock Christian girls and the Lubbock Christian boys came away with state championships. So, congrats to them. Well, that's a good season when you're both winning a yeah, title. Yeah, right. It's impressive. All right, Texas Tech head soccer coach Tom Stone has announced the hiring of former Iowa associate head coach Blair Quinn as the team's new assistant coach. Quinn heads to Lubbock from Iowa, where he spent the last four seasons as the associate head coach of the Hawkeyes. In his time in Iowa City, he served as the goalkeeper's coach and led the program to two NCAA tournament appearances and its first Big Ten title in school history. This is a really curious hire for me. And, you know, you had read reports that he was going to be a coach at some point in time. Uh, He is done playing football, and he is ready to be a quarterback coach. The former Red Raider Davis Webb will be the Broncos' quarterback coach. And his star student is Russell Wilson, uh, who has won a Super Bowl and struggled this past year. And they they hired Sean Payton to go in there and fix that Denver Bronco offense. And he is putting an awful lot of faith into Davis Webb. So he must be really, really good. We go back to last year, even in the offseason, he was getting offers to do the same thing. So people must think very highly no doubt. of him in, in this kind of situation. And and it's he wouldn't be the first young, you know, quarterback coach to work with a veteran quarterback. No, and and you know, obviously he's uh you know, he's he's but I mean just you just think about it though, of just the stakes that they've got there in Denver. Uh, what they traded for to get Sean Payton to be the coach, what they traded for to get Russell Wilson to be their starting quarterback. It didn't work for him last year, and so they've kind of shoved all their money to the middle of the table, and then they've said to Davis Webb, come in here and help us fix it. It says an awful lot for him, right? Mm -hmm. Puts an awful lot of expectation on him as well. You mentioned Russell Wilson, the Broncos quarterback, according to a report in The Athletic, Pushed to have Seahawks coach Pete Carroll fired before his departure from Seattle. Mm. According to the report, Wilson asked, asked Seahawks ownership in February of 2022 to fire Carroll and general manager John Schneider with hopes that the team would hire Sean Payton to be the coach. Instead, Wilson was traded the Broncos in March for a haul that included multiple first and second round picks and quarterback Drew Locke. Wilson denied pushing for their firings, tweeting this morning that Carroll was a father figure to him and that Schneider believed in me and drafted me as well. He said, I never wanted them fired. All of us wanted to win. I'll always have respect for them and love for Seattle. One more uh, Denver note, and and I think this is curious as well. Uh, Sean Payton is hiring Van Joseph to be the team's defensive coordinator. Normally, that wouldn't get very much mention or very much news. But Van Joseph used to be the head coach of the Denver Broncos. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that I've ever 
heard or remember a former coach being hired by a new coach to be a coordinator. He had coached the Broncos in 2017 and 2018. Do you know who else interviewed for this Denver Bronco defensive coordinator job? Rex Ryan, hmm. the former Jet and Bills mm-hmm. head coach. He's been with ESPN for the last six years, but apparently last weekend he went to Denver and interviewed with Sean Payton to go back into coach. Didn't Wade Phillips do a similar thing where he was a head coach somewhere and then ended up going back there as a defensive coordinator? Am I wrong in thinking that? I could be wrong. No, you might be yeah, you might be right about that. He he would be the one guy, but it just it It is weird, no doubt. Yeah. This is yeah. just all I can think about when I hear Van Joseph's name is he's having the time of his life. You remember that? Huh. Jeff, no. Don't you guys remember the crazy reporter on Monday Night Football? That it was like the first Monday night football game of the year and they had this crazy reporter and he was struggling. He was sideline str- guy was struggling. Struggling was struggling. Okay. <laughs> struggling. Okay. All right, I guess I'm the only one who remembers that. I'm sorry. That is the boom, boom, boom this morning here mm. on the morning I bet you drive. Clint would have remembered. Probably. Like, it yeah. sounds familiar. I couldn't, until you mentioned the Monday Night Football Reporter, I couldn't place it, but it sounded mm. familiar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it was, I mean, he, the guy was really struggling. Hmm. And he was like, there's Van Joseph having the time of his life. Okay. <laughs> Wade Phillips was the defensive coordinator in Denver, promoted to head coach, fired, and then came back as a defensive coordinator later. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. It's happened in Denver before. Wow. No, I'm sorry. He was the DC in Denver, left Denver, and came back after being a head coach to be the DC in Denver again. Sorry. Okay, so he was never he was he never was the No, he was the head coach for a season. I take that back. From ninety three to ninety four. So head coach in Denver from 93 to 94 after being the D.C. from 89 to 92 and then went back uh, with Denver from 2015 to 2016. Yeah, but see, the difference the, the difference between him and Van Joseph is there's players that are still on that roster that remember him as the head coach. Sure, sure. That, Probably there so. Was, there was a lot of time between you know him being the head coach of the Broncos mm-hmm. and him going back and being the defensive coordinator with Van Joseph, there's like only a couple of years. I mean, it was 2017, so it's you know five six years ago. But there's still there's still some people left that remember that remembered him as uh, as that. So anyway, so that's that's kind of the and and Wade Phillips is uh, back in as the uh, head coach and general manager of the Houston Roughnecks. That's an XFL team. Well, good luck to you. It's uh, 7.53 this morning here on the Morning Drive. Thoughts, comments, Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to double for that on the mobile app. Uh, Monterey is 31-3 and in their semifinal game in this uh, Region 1 5A contest against Mansfield Timberview. They're 34-3. and The winner plays Lubbock Cooper, 28-6, and one of those wins against Monterey. Or Colleyville Heritage, they're 19-14. and mm-hmm. So I, I, I know nothing uh, but boy, it sure would be fun if it was Monterey and Lubbock Cooper uh, playing for the right to go to the state tournament because then you'd know that you'd have one team from Lubbock in the in state, the state tournament. tournament. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. That mm-hmm. uh, that championship game would be tomorrow at noon, and they're playing at the K. Yeager Coliseum in uh, Wichita Falls. 
Uh, if you Do you wish they changed how the regions are set up so you don't face all the teams from your area? So that if the best two teams in the state are, you know, in the same district, they would meet in the state championship game as opposed to the regional championship game? So you would just have to just seed them? Yeah. Well, or do some so sort of seeding. any or kind of regional thing, kind of regionality thing. You would just seed them. I think that would cost too much for travel. Yeah. yeah. It, it would. It would. It, in my perfect world, it would It would be yeah. better. I understand what you're saying, but... Yeah, I mean they're they're gonna have to they're gonna have to travel a bunch for some by district playoff game on a Tuesday night. You got a team from East Texas playing a team from West Texas. That would, you know, whatever. Doesn't seem to make much sense. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying though. Yeah, no, it's disappointing that, that, that number one versus number two, and even Monterey versus Amarillo. That 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 those weren't matchups in Austin instead of you know. In shallow water. Sure. Uh, if you want to see some high school hoops in town tonight, uh, at the Rip Griffin Center at LCU tonight, it's uh, Canyon versus Stephenville. And then, uh, I'll, uh, so that, uh, that'll that take place tonight um, at uh, 6.30. And then Canyon Randall plays Glen Rose at 8. So how about that? If you're in Canyon, you're, not that you probably are going to root for Canyon Randall if you're a Canyon person, but maybe if if your Canyon team wins, and you'll stick around and watch that late game. Uh, then tonight at the Tiger Pit in uh, Wolferth at Friendship, it's Shallow Water and Holiday, followed by Idaloo and Jim Ned. So that should be a pretty full gym tonight. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. You give us the times of this weekend's baseball games. Doubleheader today, then what time tomorrow, and then on Sunday. Three o'clock first pitch on Saturday. One o'clock first pitch on Sunday. And then today it's uh, one o'clock for a first pitch. Uh, our coverage begins at twelve thirty today from Dan Love Field at Rip Griffin Park. Okay. Uh, so tomorrow we'll have uh, coverage from Waco, as Jeff mentioned in uh, the Sports Center. You got uh, the Lady Raiders coming off of a win over um, West Virginia and. Uh, they uh, take on the Baylor Bears there at the Farrell Center. So, you know, you've got uh, opportunity uh, tomorrow. Uh, boy, if you were to win tomorrow and then win Wednesday, uh, you can maybe kind of play yourself back into some things, uh, maybe from an NCAA standpoint. But I, I think right now you've secured uh, a WNIT berth. Probably at this point in time playing for home games um, there. Because um, I think if you could have a little momentum going in, based on what we've seen from the from the crowds, that you could justify paying for the right to host if you're the athletic department. they got to make it make sense for themselves. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, but, you know, I had 6,000 last Saturday against Oklahoma State. Had... 4,200 against Kansas, and then uh, against K-State on uh, the 5th had, had almost four. So um, certainly been able to, to, to draw some crowds, uh, but you need the payoff. Uh, going up and down, up and down doesn't, doesn't help, um, especially losing at home. And, you know, they'd had a four-game losing streak going into uh, Wednesday's game with West Virginia, which they broke a 12-game losing streak to uh, – 
of the Mountaineers. The other thing, and I don't think I said this yesterday, but we talked about it during the broadcast on uh, Wednesday night. But Riley McKinney, I mean, she's playing with gauze in her nose. She, you know, she she puts up a shot, gets stuffed, and then fouled. Goes to the free throw line, and with the junk up her left nostril, and hits three three free throws, and then hits the winning basket as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, she told us after the game she got smacked in the face, but uh, kind of just brushed it off. She's tough. Yeah, brushed it off and knocked in, knocked down three free knocked throws. Knocked down three, yeah. Right afterwards. So you got uh, that's uh, that's something you always like to see too. Um, baseball today, you've got uh, Brendan Gurton pitching starting. Uh, is this kind of where he? I mean, you wanted him to pick up where he left off last week, right? He came out of the pen, did a great job for you, and probably. Does, did, does he have that starter's mentality? Is that what he wants to do, do you think? Does he want to be a starter? Is that what every pitcher really wants to be? Do they want to be the guy that goes out there first? I I think most do, but I don't know that all do. I, I think there there's probably a lot of guys that love being a closer, too, love the adrenaline of that. But I also think there's probably um, – it just kind of depends. I don't. I don't think anybody is begging to be the guy that's the middle innings sure. guy. You know, mm-hmm. um, so it's one of those two. But um, I, I just, I think Gerton probably does want to start. I think there's probably something to be said for, you know, hey, I know when I'm going to pitch. I, I get out there and I get to go for five or six innings and or seven, whatever, depending on how well I'm, I'm throwing. I stay in there, so I don't. Um, I think this is where he would like to be, but I, that's not to say that uh, he's not willing to be a reliever if the Red Raiders need him. I, again, you can't just I – don't, I don't think if, – if we were going to say, who's your best three starters? Okay, right now I don't know that you could get away from Gerton, Molina, and Blessy right now. Okay? But you have to ask yourself, is that – is that the best thing for your baseball team if though all three of those guys are starters? Okay? If you're struggling with guys in the bullpen. I'm real anxious to see what Tabor Fast can bring you, okay? And th- this week and he'll start he'll start the second game today. And another guy that we haven't talked a whole lot about, I thought Zane Petty looked terrific in his one inning of work. And that's all he got last week and it was one inning, okay? Is he a back of the bullpen guy? I mean, this is a guy that was drafted in the thirteenth round, and and elected to come to the Red Raiders. But I, I, is he a back of the end of the bullpen guy, or is he a starter? Because I, I, he looks like he has the stuff to be a starter as well. So I mean, I still think there's a lot of tinkering going on. You know, it gets a little bit more real next weekend with the fact that you're going to have um, you're you're going to have. Uh, teams like A and M, who's a, a ranked team in Michigan, we know is good, and uh, and Rice, you know, they're not in the program they once were, but much better competition than what you faced or going to face this weekend. And I don't know what to think about last weekend with Gonzaga, but those are good teams. So um, you got two games in the midweek this week on Tuesday and Wednesday. So are Parrish and Kyle Robinson, who started last week, are they penciled into the midweek now to, to start those two games against Air Force on Tuesday and Wednesday? And then we see, you know, and again, you're, you're starting four guys. You have four games this weekend where next week it'll be just three. So there's just so much to, to find out at this point. But 
those three may be your best starters, but it may not be best for your team if those guys are starting, all three of them. You know, maybe you take one of them and say, hey, we can use you two or three times during the week out of the bullpen, and you can be even more valuable to us. You can pitch on Friday, Sunday, and Tuesday, or or Wednesday, whatever. And so you have to find the right guy that can handle that. The mentality is different. And you have to find the right guy that is willing to, you know, be a team guy and say, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm all in on that, whatever the team needs. And then physically, too, a guy that has the ability to have a, an arm that can bounce back like that. Yeah. But I think, to me, the mentality of the coach and the player coming together to make that agreement, that's got to be one of Tim Tadlock's. That's got to be the hardest part, maybe, of his job of getting players, and maybe it's this way for all coaches, but in particular, the starting pitching situation, when you have guys that, like you say, could be clear-cut, hey, these are your three or four guys, but you really need this guy to do this. And so you've got to figure out a way to massage his ego and his starter's mentality of saying, we really need you to do this. Can you do this for us? Mm-hmm. And here's how it's going to benefit you down the line. And sure. so that that to me seems like that would be the hardest part of uh, of a coach's job when you're trying to get a player to buy into something that you feel like is best for the team but may not necessarily be best for him uh, overall. Well, I, yeah. I don't know, you know, maybe the opinion is it's not best for him overall, but I, I think if, if you're talking about, you know, you want to show off to scouts and all that, Scouts are going to see what you have either way. Well, that's so what you have to say to them, right? Yeah, it's not bad for them to be a bullpen guy and not a starter. I mean, scouts are going to see what you have. Also appreciate the fact that you are doing what's best for the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think there's there's sometimes but a your, hidden value in right. that but you your don't But your numbers, understand. your wins, your, lo- your wins or whatever number of innings may not be what you want. Yeah, sexy. The other thing that uh, I'm maybe curious about, maybe I shouldn't be, is the bounce back for Trenton Parrish and how he responds in start two? Yeah, well, if he's he's not going to start this weekend. So. No, but if he starts, like you said, if he starts on Tuesday. Yeah. yeah, I would say the same thing for him and Kyle Robinson, both of them. But, I mean, maybe more so for him just because of the injury, or, or is that just... No, I, he, I don't... I, I guess I'm not worried about the injury at this okay. point. Okay, okay. Yep. Okay, but that's... I mean, because it seems like with pitchers, you're always kind of... Especially with somebody that's coming off of something... You're always kind of like, okay, is it going to hold up? Mm-hmm. Sure. And maybe that's in the in the back of all their minds, but maybe at some point in time that it leaves their mind too, and they're like, "Hey, I'm not even going to worry about that." Yeah. Uh, from that from that angle, it doesn't look like Trent and other Red Raiders are worried about it. Okay. Then you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to worry about it, Jamie. <laughs> okay. Eight twenty-five. We will uh, make some predictions next this morning on upon further review as uh, the Red Raiders in action for baseball and basketball track get the Lady Raiders in action you got uh, friendship boys in action Lubbock Cooper man it's a it's a potpourri of uh, sports this weekend so uh, sit back and enjoy. This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.